but they're seeing you advertising their neighbor's house and ultimately hopefully selling it and that could you know get your name out there and, and maybe get you you know, some more present listing presentations and opportunities that way, right? Hi, I'm Maud Leger, and this is the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we crack the code to real estate success. Learn from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators about how to grow your business as we discuss real estate success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Check out our podcast episodes every Monday to crack the code to success for your real estate business. This week, I'm speaking with Nate Brower from Keller Williams. Nate has had an impressive seven years in real estate so far, starting up on his own with no budget and growing to an impressive amount of listings per year. Nate attributes his success at winning more listings to his social media strategy and his ambition to consistently grow his business. Hi, Nate. Thanks for joining us on the episode today. Tell us what is the key to your success? Hi, Maud. Thank you for having me today. Excited to be here. Um, so I'm a realtor here with Keller Williams Energy in our offices in Oshawa. So I primarily work in the Durham region. I have been in the business since 2015, and I focus a lot of my business on social media, Uh, for exposure for my listings, and it also helps uh, generate leads for me. Um, When I started out in 2015, I didn't have access to a lot of money to kind of brand myself and buy all the advertisements and stuff like that. So I, I had to get creative, and I really saw an opportunity with like Instagram and Facebook at the time it was free. I know now they do charge for it and you got to pay to boost and stuff. But at the time when I started, it was free. Um, So I saw it as a huge opportunity. And so I really kind of, you know, doubled down on it. And so my first year in the business, I did, which first full calendar year was 2016. I did 29 sales. And so prior to real estate, I was kind of working a variety of jobs. My last job was at a car dealership. And so I was kind of working on that while I was getting my license. And then I was able to kind of do pretty well first year. And so my second year was 2017 full year. And I did, I think I did 43 sales that year. And then 2018, I was up to 50. And then 2019, I was able to bump it up to 70 and then 71. And then last year was my highest year. I did 84 sales last year. Um, I am an individual agent, but I still have admin. I have stagers, cleaners. I kind of have a team that I work with, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I, I don't know. I look at, I, I guess I don't even like talking about my successes too much, but I guess if I, I would have to say, what do I attribute my success thus far? I would say, just kind of commitment. Um, I don't think I'm doing anything totally out of this world different necessarily than anybody else is doing online, but I'm very consistent with it. And I have been for over seven years now. I don't, you won't find me go off Facebook or Instagram for three, six months at a time. Um, Even if sometimes I would like to just to take a break because it is sometimes it feels like or can feel like a full-time job. 
I'm very diligent and, you know, I'm always advertising my listings and I'm trying to, you know, be up to date with video technology, photo staging, and just really try and showcase my listings as best as I can. Yeah, super impressive that you kept growing too, because we've seen agents who do a lot on the first year and then they've exhausted their database. And then the next year goes less. So how other than social media, how else did you grow your business and your database and your listings? Um, so I probably, I did a lot, I did, I know I did a lot of open houses, my first, right up until COVID, I was like, especially my first three years, I was basically doing open houses every Saturday and Sunday, and I was advertising those on social media as well. So that gave me the opportunity to pretty much every weekend, um, meet new potential buyers and sellers. And I, you know, I got a lot of business from that in the first few years. And then fortunate, like when COVID hit um, and the open houses kind of stopped for a couple of years here, um, you know, I'd already built my business to a point where it could sustain through that, right? Um, You know, I know now getting into it, open houses are starting to start back up. So if I was a newer agent, I would be trying to take every open house you possibly can. Sorry, my dog just wanted to come in and say hi. Um, (laughs) Come on, guys. Um, yeah, so if I was a newer agent, I'd be looking at like opportunity to free opportunities of, you know, covering open houses or shadowing open houses. Um, I know like door knocking and cold calling have proven to be effective for some agents. I did do door knocking a lot in my first couple of years. I, I had once upon a time, I had a job where I was cold calling people. And I always told myself I never wanted to do that again. So not knocking that. I know I have some great successful friends in the business that are very successful at it. But I think in your first few years, you want to figure out what works for you in real estate and what maybe doesn't work as effective as you might have expected. Um, Yeah. So if if I was a newer agent, I would try and be looking for opportunities like that to try and get yourself in front of potential buyers and sellers, and then leverage that by advertising those open houses on social media, having your signs out in the neighborhood. I used to even go so far as door knock before and after open houses, just to let people know what was happening in the neighborhood and that kind of stuff. So I did, it was effective for me. And and now maybe I'll get back to it, but I haven't started door knocking again yet. I'll be honest. So So you, you've done that to build up to where you are mm-hmm. today, which is impressive. And when you think about getting 84 listings per year, how do you win more listings? What do you do that's so, so that's a great question. So I, I, you've got to win them over at the, at the listing presentations, right? And what I learned early on in the business, I'm, I'm 35 now. I was 28 when I started. Um, I was going up against a lot of agents who were older and more experience. And so I didn't have like, oh, I've been in the business for 20 years or like I couldn't fall back on that, right? So I had to take a different approach to it. So what I I really kind of emphasized my presence online with social media and being able to advertise people's listings and get more exposure because that was, for me, that was a competitive advantage over some of the other more seasoned agents who had more experience but they weren't quite as invested, or at least at the time, in in social media. Um, So I kind of saw that as an opportunity and tried to leverage that to my advantage. Yeah, 
Very good. Speaking of leverage, how do you leverage your listings? When you get one, you talked about door knocking at the open house. What else mm -hmm. do you do? Um, so I pro I'll be honest, I need room for improvement on this because yeah. I was reviewing my stats and a lot of my, like, I don't sell a lot of the homes like in the same neighborhood. Like a lot of times I could be pulling maybe two or three. I am still doing that in some cases, but I do see an opportunity there um, to possibly do more follow-up with those people um, and maybe even hone your focus in on your ads. I thought about it, like if you run your listing ads, even specifically in that neighborhood or as narrowed down as your focus as you can, it's odds are those sellers aren't going to buy the listing you're advertising, but they're seeing you advertising their neighbor's house yes. and ultimately hopefully selling it. And that could, you know, get your name out there and, and maybe get you, you know, some more present listing presentations and opportunities that way. Right. In so. the one area you're in already makes sense. What about opportunity? What other opportunity do you see for yourself using social media or things that you want to add to your business? Um, so I do right now, I'm still operating as an individual, individual agent. I do want to ultimately, I think, grow a team and bring on, um, some, some other agents and stuff like that. So I am, you know, exploring that idea in the future. And I think for myself, it's, you know, it's all a bit, it's been about grow, 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 where I built this, you know, very, um, productive, career um yes. that you know if i can sustain it and grow a little bit i don't need to like try like how am i going to sell 160 homes next year you know what i mean like that yeah. that just sounds stressful to me right <laughs> and i know there's lots of teams out there that do tons of business like that and it runs like a well-oiled machine and maybe one day i think you know that would be something that might be of interest to me but right now i'm you know it's just all about providing my clients with the best customer service and sustaining and you know growing it's been an interesting year market wise here um this will probably be my first year where i don't quite hit what i did last year but i attribute a lot of that to kind of the frenzy that we were in in covid and, and we had this big boom and naturally there's going to be a bit of a leveling out if you will and i think we've kind of seen that happen this year here at least in our market anyways yeah. Yeah, for sure. What like so you're talking about well-oiled machine and other teams, but for yourself, what systems do you have in place that keeps you productive or keeps you in line and organized? What do you do? <laughs> How do you um, do it? So, yeah, so I, I just, I don't know. I've been, I kind of developed this kind of routine, right? And it doesn't, I, I'm working on my time blocking, um, but my, my wife also happens to be uh the team leader coach at our brokerage yeah. um so she's quite involved in the industry too so she she does a good job of keeping me on on my toes so yeah. and uh keeping me you know focused and and productive too she's a, she's a great help with that what's the best advice she gave you as your coach or as your <laughs> support <laughs> that way um work-life balance right. okay <laughs> how do you define that <laughs> yes, I, I, I think everybody has their own definition of that, depending on their own circumstances. But I guess for myself, you know, you want it's you want to grow professionally, but you also want to grow personally. And, you know, especially when you start achieving 
different milestones or successes in your career, um, if you don't, if you're not focusing on your personal life too, and, you know, maximizing that, it's like, what are you working so hard for? Right. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to enjoy it every now and then too. Right. So totally. I get it. You talked about a difficult market. What, what would be your best advice for new realtors who are starting in this market who like, don't really get business or don't know what to do? Um, so that's a great question. So I would search in your area and try and find, don't look for the cheapest brokerage, quote unquote, most affordable brokerage, right. um, whatever that may be. Find the one you feel the most comfortable in and the one you can see yourself growing the most in, whatever brand that is. Um, you know, you want to surround yourself with the right kind of people, the right kind of agents, um, that was something I really focused on early when I looked at Keller Williams, you know, a lot of the agents that I looked up to and wanted to kind of build similar business to were, were at that brokerage. And I really kind of saw the opportunity just to kind of be around these people and kind of soak up as much as I could and, you know, apply what I can to my own business. And, and I really just kind of saw the opportunity in that. So I think you want to find, you want to find a good uh, brokerage and support staff and, um, you know, have those tools at your, at your disposal and don't spend any money on anything that doesn't have a direct return. And what I mean by that is don't go out and buy all the big bench ads and bus signs and spend all the money on that before you've kind of sold any houses or anything like that right you want to focus you want to focus your your money when you're starting out especially if you're starting out with you know not a lot of money like when i started on you know my, my that early money was going towards staging a listing that i knew i was going to sell and i had an roi on that right so i was focusing my my money on 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 you know staging my listings making sure they looked as good as possible having the best photos taken um, and then I knew when I sold that house, there was a direct return on that. Right. And then I think once you build your business to a certain point where you can, you know, maybe spend money in different avenues where there doesn't have to be that direct return right away, that's when you can look at opportunities like static marketing, static, static advertising, like the bench signs, the ads, all that kind of stuff. Right. So don't get ahead of yourself as much as, as much as they might show it that way on TV, it's not all about just buying signs places right yeah. so you yeah. want to have your for sale signs in people's lawns that's the end goal that's the re brand recognition too people will start seeing your sign noticing you and and yeah super smart yeah. tell us where do we find you where do we see you on social media <laughs> all right so you can find me on instagram at real estate nate that's real underscore estate underscore nate underscore and then on my facebook page it's nate brower dash real estate and i'm pretty up to date on there with my listings and what's going on in my world so if you guys want to come and check that out i'd love to you know have you follow along and i'll follow along in your journey as well awesome well thank you so much for sharing all those tips super impressive to see how you managed through those seven years and where you are today so looking forward to see where where you're going too Thank you, Mo. Thank you for having me. It's uh, been a pleasure being here and uh, look forward to many more episodes. Nice. Thank you. Thanks for watching. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode, please share.